0: you should do after work my turn on the radio check in with tom and betty gotta know what's happening in my city what's going on in my backyard
1: things that are happening locally i like the
0: local news things that i don't hear everywhere else no. Hear everywhere else for the local news you want it kept me informed for all of the local stuff you know it let me know what was going on in the local community eastern carolina's news sources news and views on talk 96.3 and 103.7
1: all right, welcome back. Uh, before we get to our next guest here uh, today, we have uh, sunny, uh, high near 81, northeast wind 6 to 9 miles per hour, tonight low around 57, and tomorrow night looks like we've got another great day of weather for a concert on the Common. We had, I uh, think, three weeks in a row that the weather was just horrible. and It last- was actually two. Yeah, two, okay. We're so, one for two. One for two. So last week was great. Again, this week, it's the weather looks like it's going to be great for tomorrow night, so come on out. At, I believe, 6 o'clock, is that right, Clark? And the band is Night Years. Uh, one of their band members from Goldsboro uh, was a finalist on American Idol. So that should be pretty good. Um, looking forward to it. So great weather. Um, hopefully hopefully it will hold out. And looks like it will be great weather the rest of the week. On the phone with us, we have uh, Senator Jim Perry. Senator Jim Perry is the North Carolina State Senator representing the 7th District out of Lenore and Wayne Counties. This year for the uh, 2021-2022 Legislative Years, he was elected Majority Whip by the Republican Party. And we're glad to have Jim on the phone. We've had Jim with us on the past to talk about everything going on in Raleigh. And he's had a busy time in the last few weeks. Jim, how are you doing?
0: I'm well. I'm well. appreciate you having me today.
1: Yeah, you guys have been busy uh, all about budget and everything that's a legislative issue just about has some type of budgetary uh, function about it. Just today out of the Associated Press, I just noticed they released that um, today on the, uh, they passed the Finance Committee in the Senate, the budget that was released yesterday and tomorrow, I believe. We'll go to the Senate floor debate, uh, and maybe what's, maybe it's a couple of votes. If you could explain to us, a lot of people get confused about the budgeting process. They hear the Senate talk about things. They hear about the House talk about things. As everyone knows, the governor released his uh, uh, multibillion-dollar won't list, and uh, people say, well, what's the difference between the governor's budget, um, for, for people that know the governor doesn't have the budget, but how about just explaining briefly what exactly, how the budget process works in North Carolina, um, in a few words.
0: Sure. So the the governor has a constitutional responsibility to submit uh, recommendations for a budget. In the history of our state, uh, at no time has a governor's budget ever been passed by the General Assembly. And remember, there were 140 years of Democrat control and about 130 years of 125 years of Democrat supermajorities So, you know, it's not A partisan issue, it's just Everyone has different ideas So the governor just, he puts out A wish list, campaign document That happens, whether it's a Democrat or Republican uh, That That's what we've seen And, you know, everybody sees Everything in it they want, it's impossible to pay for And then in the General Assembly uh, The different chambers Rotate starting The budget process, so one chamber tees it up every biennium this year. It's our turn uh historically and and this is not just with Republican majorities, but that the Senate has been uh more conservative with their budget policies and and that that's really in my opinion a product of the the fact that there's less members, so you know you've got less less folks with uh with needs and wants that are kind of fund, so that the Senate numbers are always smaller um then the budget goes to the House, and they put the things in there they want. They've got twice as many members, so the dollar amount increase. Uh, the Senate always contains spending, goes up in the House. Uh, but you yeah, have so first step to the Senate, then the second House, the House version. You know, in layman's terms, neither one of them really matter. What matters is the conference committee report, and that's at the end when you, you get all the subchairs together and you negotiate what becomes the final budget that everyone is really going to vote on. So it's kind of a convoluted governmental process. You see people get really excited about what is or is not in there. Uh, It really doesn't matter until we have a conference committee report. And if you go back and look at the history, it's just just always been that way. You do see some projects that are listed in budgets early, and that's a signal to people back home about what's important, who's been able to get something in there and um, typically, they stay, but when it when it comes to uh, funding of different departments or you know raises are always a big thing that's always one of the biggest budget items, all that matters is what's in there at the end,
1: yeah and And like you said, the governor and the General Assembly uh, over in the House, as far as that goes, when you're not responsible for the budget, and plus you have more constituents uh, calling in and (laughs) making requests, it's kind kind of like with my kids. uh, If I didn't have any budgetary uh, concerns on something they asked for, heck, I'll give them whatever they want. (laughs) But but we've got, uh, I mean, almost every legislative issue has some dollar figure attached Mm -hmm. to it. Uh, yesterday, as you know, all throughout the state, the Senate's budget was, was released and talked about, and, uh, it was kind of funny how it was talked about on one side versus the other, but everyone Mm -hmm. really uh, on both sides of the aisle from a media standpoint yesterday seemed to be talking about just how flush North Carolina was with cash. Now, Mm -hmm. yesterday I was reading, um, some, some information out of the research division out of North Carolina General Assembly about Hey, we we don't have six billion dollar extra dollars this year. It, it's actually yeah. a lot less than that. Maybe, maybe things aren't quite as bad as they were, but uh, we're not six million dollars flush in cash. How about explaining that a little bit to our listeners?
0: Yeah, so when you know people use accounting terminology very loosely and. Not, not to pick on my, my friends in the media, but they don't teach a lot of accounting in journalism school. <laughs> uh, so when, when you talk about having, you know, excess cash or surplus, uh, they all mean different things, you know. And so you really have to understand the terminology. And when they say that the the forecast ended up being $6 million, you know, better than anticipated, what people don't realize is that the forecast had been reduced by about $4.2 million back in February, when we, we have all the unknowns of COVID and then, you know, when they try to account for rumors of what's going to happen with, um, coronavirus refunds and what type of package we might see coming out, no one knew the dollar amounts. So it was re- I mean, you know, it's impossible the, to really, the dark, have a- really. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it was, uh, we expected a $4.2 million shortfall. It ended up, uh, being better, so, you know, they got the forecast back up to about what we consider level. And we actually end up, we think we're going to collect about $1.9 billion more than we thought. So it's not, it's a $6 billion swing, but it's really $1.9 billion in cash because, you know, it moved around in the interim. Look, no matter how you slice it, it's good to have more cash than you anticipated. But there's something else people need to realize um, that's not recurring. You've got all these federal dollars out there that have stimulated the economy. People get checks. They go buy things. We collect sales tax. Uh, we still need to have responsible budgets that limit the growth of recurring spending. And you think about that as a as your car payment, right? So if you if you, win, uh, if you win bingo on Friday night for $10,000, you might be able to go buy an $8,000 car and be fine but what you can't do is buy a $50,000 car with a $1,000 a month payment for 5 years because you you had that one time shot in the arm. Uh so we we will always think we need to rec- control the recurring spending increases. So back when we got in trouble, back you know before the the last uh big recession, I'm going to call that oh eight oh nine, uh expenses were growing at 9% per year but revenue was growing at 1%, and instead of having the discipline to say, guys, that that's bad, you can't let your expenses grow faster than your revenue, they just stopped funding things like retirements. We just put $300 million in the retirement account so that we can honor the promises made to our retirees. That is 10 times the amount of money that's in a current house bill to provide a 2% one-time bonus to retirees. 10 times the amount of money, much more fiscally responsible no one talks about that. You know, we, we've got a very sound retirement plan. We want to take care of our folks. We want to make good decisions. We want to give the raises that we can from a fiscally responsible standpoint. And I'll say that what you see today, don't get excited about it because that, that last one is what matters, that conference committee report. And we, we, we expect to continue to see changes.
1: Yeah, we talked about yesterday. Uh, you know, just where this process would go from here? And I mean, I know you can't, uh, you know, really uh, ca- call call your hand right now on inside baseball what's going on in the Senate. But but where do you expect just from here? I know I know the House will have those ideas. You guys will have to have a conference and that type of thing. But just in terms yeah. of a, of, a, of a timing, what do you expect to happen from here going forward? Kind of from thirty thousand feet, and 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 when when will we have a budget?
0: So I think towards the last week of July, we'll be just about finished, and we should be completely wrapped up by the middle of August. And that gives us a little flexibility for communication with the governor and uh, the other chamber and everything they have going on. Um, this is a very fiscally responsible position. It is what has kept North Carolina in great shape and the reason we're not scared to death today, like some other states have been.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And since uh, since the Republicans took over the General Assembly in the in North Carolina, um, it, it's completely different in terms of having that rainy day fund and and not outspending your revenues. And also, we've had tax cuts. Yeah, uh, you know, right. r- the Democrats like to talk about, hey, we're get, we're g- giving people money away in tax cuts, but. But I like to say that we're not giving money away, we're giving it back because it belongs to the citizens. Raleigh doesn't have any money except for what you and I and other citizens send in the form of tax revenues. So. and and part of that plan, uh, we talked a little bit about yesterday. A little bit of a surprise to me when it came out. I had heard about the uh in our, our individual tax rate from five and a quarter percent to four point nine nine percent. Mm-hmm. And but but now by two thousand twenty six in the Senate's budget, uh, dropping just under four percent at three nine nine. I think that three nine nine is kind of like uh, you know three dollars and ninety nine cent for an item sounds a lot better than four dollars. So uh, so That's right. you know, when you're when you're trying to recruit uh, businesses and individuals out of state, that's that's a good thing. And then
0: being an accountant, you also understand something other people aren't thinking about. We're increasing the zero tax bracket to 25-5. We're, we're going to mirror what the feds do. So everyone out there who's earning income today, you just got to raise. right Everyone. And we dropped about a quarter of a million people off the tax rolls by doing this. So, right. you know, this did Uh, benefit everyone in North Carolina, and I'll say certainly the the low-income worker. We get hit on that all the time about how tax breaks only benefit um, the wealthy. And what I'll say is that, you know, if you're not paying any tax, I can't really help you with a tax cut. But this this does help everyone who's paying taxes. Everyone just got a raise. And so any other increase you, you hear about or somebody complaining about what they see today, and I'll just stress that this is the first step in a multi-step process. We've got a good idea of what's going to happen. I don't care who you are. you got an additional raise because of us raising the zero tax bracket and lowering the PIT. you just got to keep more of your money.
1: Well, like my granddaddy used to say, son, it's not so much what you make it's what you keep. <laughs> and yeah. and that's uh that's that's definitely got that with taxes. One one item I would like to ask you about just because so many people have an interest in this in eastern North Carolina, uh because mm-hmm. of of the the med school was so important to uh eastern North Carolina, talk about in the budget um you know, I think there was around 75, 76 million It talked about, uh, and and I think the the new med school is maybe in the two seventy-five to two eighty range. How will that seventy-six be dispersed? Is that over? Is that per year, or is that over the two-year period? Or how would will that work? So
0: that, that's as much money as we think that they can actually get out the door inside of the biennium. The the commitment, if you read the money report, is actually two hundred fifteen million. Now, you will see that the Senate actually uh, set about a half a billion dollars cash on the sideline because, you know, let's think about what's going on in the world right now. First of all, building materials are going up. Uh, Everybody absolutely. knows that. But try to find somebody to do your construction. There's only so many projects that can be done, so that's going to help push price up also, and I think it's going to push times out. So people say, why don't you spend all that money on well We kind (laughs) of have because the prices are going to go up. You're not going to be able to get the contractors to do the work. Uh, It's going to, you know, supply and demand is going to drive the cost up. We're trying to be reasonable about it. But that amount of construction really has over a half billion dollar impact on us in Eastern North Carolina. That's something that has had a lot of champions over time, a lot of folks pushing for it. I certainly pushed for it. Uh, I, I want and need a healthy East Carolina University. I, I mean, it's good for everybody, east of 95, and there's no doubt about that.
1: Well, great. Jim, one final thing. Um, you, we appreciate your service up in, in Raleigh, and we know how busy everyone uh, are up in the General Assembly and the commitment, personal commitment it takes. Uh, and you've been quite busy from a legislative standpoint just in sponsoring bills and that type of thing. Looking back so far uh, this year and this legislative session, what, what would you say is your, your proudest accomplishment uh, from a legislative standpoint this time?
0: Well, so uh, I've got some proud accomplishments on lining up folks to get legislation passed. That's important, but also working hard on veto overrides. And, uh, we, you know, I, I think as the whip, that's important. I handle some tough issues if legislation needs to come through. Sometimes I have to run stuff I'm not necessarily crazy about, but that's my job. Um, I have some pharmacy benefit management legislation, and it helps reduce the price of prescription drugs. That means a lot to me because of, of where I'm from and who I represent. That was uh, um, a, a drug transparency pricing bill that I had. Um, there's a couple other things I'm, I'm working on that I'm I'm very proud of. Uh, one happens to do with uh, the ability of a, of a church, uh, a private church to choose to protect themselves if they want to authorize people on their premises to have concealed carry. Um, I worked on that with boats and worked on the other side to whip boats. And that's something that the governor vetoed last week and, uh, it's it's something that i've got a lot of church schools in my district and i've had people i grew up with you know (laughs) i've known them all my life to know my mother Mm -hmm. you know and and they they look at me and they say hey we we deserve the same right as every other church to protect ourselves can you help us so that got vetoed uh i will say this we will absolutely bring that to the floor for a veto override it's just a matter of timing and uh I believe that the situation in Raleigh has changed, and that Governor Cooper does not wield the hammer that he did coming up before an election with a pocket full of cash that he was going to primary everybody and and I think we're going to see some people vote their conviction, so uh, you know it's important to me folks know that we are planning on taking that up it 's just a matter of when uh but it's absolutely coming to the floor um Some other legislation I'm working on behind the scenes that's a hot button with my constituents, certainly folks in our area, and that's uh, legislation regarding critical race theory. Um, You know, I I don't want our kids brainwashed. I am comfortable and fine talking about history of slavery in the United States and our country. Uh, I'm comfortable and fine saying, you know what, I I believe in freedom as a conservative. I'm, I'm glad we don't have it today. But I don't want any kid having any type of of liberal uh, ideology forced down their throat. I don't want them having conservative ideology forced down their throat. I want them to get an education. And I think that's how conservatives think about it. Um so when when we think about this legislation and what we're gonna do and, and the Senate absolutely is going to address the issue. Yeah. I I've seen some speculation that we were not. I, I promise you we are.
1: Now is that through House Bill three twenty four um that, that you would be addressing that the that they did over in house on the critical race theory or is this so,
0: so the way legislation works, they file it, it goes to the other chamber, you can change it, tweak it and amend it. Here's the thing I, I struggle with. Um when I grew up, the, the talk was all about um, communist Russia, and uh, I'd hear about communist China. And I'd hear about government control, telling you what you could think about, what you can talk about. Absolutely. So I, I want to be careful about how it is approached, because you know, when you start talking about, hey, you can't read this book, you can't talk about this topic, uh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I believe in freedom. But I'm going to tell you, the way they're doing it and trying to shove it down kids and families' throats, it's not okay. No. And we're going to find a way to address it that that does allow for freedom. And I, I don't want to tell you – I want to teach you how to think nope.
1: uh, or, okay. or how
0: to make your own thoughts, not what to think. Absolutely. So, you know, we think about that, but make no mistake, we see it as wrong. Every, every one of us are united by that, and we want to have reasonable – instructors in the school teaching reasonable material controversial materials okay it teaches you how to think right but but not not this stuff not brainwashing not going too far
1: well jim thank you for your time thank you for what you're doing for us uh senator jim perry majority whip republican out of lenore and wayne county uh thank you for your time and we look forward to having you back on again and maybe we can uh talk about Uh, This budget gets passed, and Roy Cooper signs it for once. Imagine that. Thank you, Jim. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Be back shortly. Thank you.